This is Learn It From An 80s Song. I am your coach, Patricia Freiberg. This is I Love the 80s meets the healing of storytelling and the positive impact of music. Inspiring guests share their powerful stories, yielding incredible strengths. Through both story and music, this podcast will elevate your mood, providing you with a positive outlook. It will ignite recall so that you can tap into your own life experiences. We don't just hear the knowledge and wisdom gained from our podcast guests. Through powerful story, we can live it. Today, we have two very special guests. Please welcome the power couple, Chris Shelton and Parisa Shelton. Chris Shelton is dedicated to improving the consciousness of all people. His motto is, if I can do it, you can too. Chris Shelton has dedicated his life to boosting health and happiness and healing transformations. Over 30 years ago, Jigong, an ancient holistic health modality that combines traditional Chinese medicine with movement, breath, visualization, saved his life. Chris believed in the healing powers of Jigong that's rooted in firsthand experience. As a teenager, he suffered from a devastating back injury that left him in constant pain and nearly crippled. In a 10-year period, he went from not being able to walk to a martial arts champion to a renowned healer. Chris attributes his full recovery to Jigong, a holistic approach perfect for people who want non-invasive, affordable, and empowering health care. He has helped thousands of people across the United States and around the world reclaim their health. Chris has worked with the Special Olympics teams, professional athletes, and celebrities. Chris's work has appeared in newspapers and magazines and has been featured on radio and television. He is the founder of Morning Crane Healing Arts in San Jose and Los Angeles, California. He is the author of Jigong for Self-Refinement. Parisa Shelton is a glimmer of light and positivity. She is dedicated to spreading love and being of service. Parisa is a daughter of two physicists who grew up in the Silicon Valley during the peak of the technological revolution. She has her BA in environmental studies. Parisa is a yogi, Qigong instructor, and a practitioner of the energy arts, including Reiki and massage. She takes her management experience into her role as owner and operator of their business, Morning Crane Healing Arts Center. Together, their mission is to blend ancient and modern healing modalities in ways that are practical, accessible, and obtainable. Not only do they heal the community, but they also educate by offering Jigong teacher trainings. 
Welcome, Parisa and Chris. It is so great to have you guys here today. Thank you so much for having us. This is so exciting. Well, here's the part of the show where we have the big reveal of what song best resonates with the story that you're going to be telling today. So, can I get a drum roll, please? Shout, shout, <laughs> let it all out. Yes! Out the things. Tears of fear, tears of fear. Yeah, that would definitely describe my story back uh, when I was growing up in the 80s, for sure. Wow, shout is such an incredible song. Chris, you picked an absolute winner and definitely one of my favorites from that time. So audience, I can't move on in the show until I tell you what's going on behind the scenes here. And just so you know, for the first time and learned it from the 80s, we have a guest that showed up with a mullet. (laughs) So Chris is wearing, it is... Business in the front, party in the back. But the way these guys showed up today, honestly, it's party everywhere. It's party in the front and party in the back. So, I mean, we need to get some serious clapping here for Chris for bringing it and bringing the mullet to this 80s podcast today. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. So, uh, Chris, I know you know you have you've got such an incredible career and and path that brought you there. What is your story behind the song, the theme song that you chose today? Yeah, that's such a great question, and and I like to say it's the old story, not the story that I identify with, but definitely uh, the springboard uh, which allowed me to cultivate myself and change my life direction. So. I grew up in a neglectful, abusive home, and uh, you know there was fighting. You know uh, there was yelling, screaming, arguments, things being thrown, uh, being hit, being punched. You know, being locked out of the house. This was my this was my norm. You know, and uh, uh, so there's all this stuff going on. You know, by age 11, you know I wake up with my neighbor's wife in my bed, like crazy stuff, and nobody would nobody was there to say like this is not okay, right? And um, but this was my norm. And uh, so I started doing uh, speed balls by about age 12, which is uh, heroin and coke. And then by age 17, I, I had my first heart attack. And um, I couldn't learn from the first one, you know, uh, you know, because I was, when I was at ER, they had the curtains closed. I heard the, overheard the doctor talking to my dad saying that, yeah, if he was any older, he would have died. But he just got a hold of some bunk stuff. So, you know, like I'm 17 or 18, right? And I'm thinking, well, I've gotten some bad stuff, the, you know, before, but nothing's done this, right? So as an ignorant teenager, you know, a few months later I used again and had another heart attack. And because I had so much shame from the first one, I just, this time I didn't, we didn't, I didn't call 911 and I was just gonna let myself die. And luckily uh, I pulled through it and I put myself into uh, Taekwondo because I finally realized, you know, I was going to end up dead in prison or both. And, uh, and then one night before a match, because I started competing right away, I was kicked in the back as I was throwing a technique, uh, which left me almost paralyzed. And it brought me to a doctor who had a martial artist working for her. He was a therapist. And, uh, you know, I'm like 18, 19 years old. And 
and he started talking to me about chi. And, uh, you know, I joke around, but it's really the truth. Back then, you know, nobody was talking about qigong or tai chi. So he's talking to me about chi. I was like, yeah, there's like cheese its and cheese whiz. That's, that's about all the <laughs> easiness that I'm going to get, right? So, uh, yeah. And I had other health problems, too. Like, I had severe digestive problems. Uh, you know, if I ate an avocado, I was in a fetal position two hours later. Or if I ate any kind of pizza... I was vomiting two to three hours later, you know, um, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. Uh, now, after studying Chinese medicine, I knew what was wrong. Um, I had severe sinus problems and lived on antibiotics and all kinds of medications. And so I had nothing to lose because doctors said, you know, well, Chris, if you're not careful, you may not walk again. And things you take for granted, like having sex, that may never happen again. And um, um, and so I started doing these Qigong classes. And like I said, nobody was practicing Qigong back then. I mean, or very few people in the US. And there's a couple other women in this class. And I did these practices every single day. And I kid you not, but after about six months, you know, after about six months, I just you just wake up one day, you're like, wow, when did I stop living on the antibiotics? When did I stop living on the Tums, the Sudafed, the Actifed? I couldn't tell you an exact date, but I knew that something had shifted, right? And then that's when I started to dive deeper into the Qigong and then started to go to school to study uh, traditional Chinese medicine. Wow. I mean, just to hear that journey and that path that you went through to get to the place where you are now really as a global phenomenon, right? The way that you lead teacher trainings and the work that you and Parisa do together. I mean, looking at that timeline and and how terrifying you know it, it must have been for you as a youngster to experience you know what what you did and yet by going into the discipline of taekwondo it sounds like that was really the that martial art was really what set you into that path right totally yeah and i and i definitely you know, I think that for anybody that's uh, lost, I think that martial arts or traditional martial arts um, is really good because you have the structure, you know, they, uh, I was always very self-driven. So even though all those years of drugs, you know, I still finished with my AP studies and art graduated with a B average in high school. Like I still was very driven, uh, opposed to most people that do drugs like I was doing. But yeah, definitely uh, Taekwondo. I think anything like t traditional martial arts like that, it teaches you structure, uh, respect for others, self-respect, uh, confidence, right? It's those kinds of things. So definitely I would have to agree. Wow. And then I imagine your teachers must have really been instrumental, your um, martial art teachers and your first Qigong teacher, I imagine, were pivotal in your path. Yeah, so I still didn't re realize that this was supposed to be my path uh, because, like I said, you know, I did my AP studies in art. Um, I started working as a butcher at age 15 and a half. And also at the same time, when I was started my sophomore year, I believe it was, I go to high school part-time and then I go to an adult educational uh, school, uh, uh, and I got my class A state brake license, my license for overhauling engines, tune-ups and electrical systems. So I thought, okay, if I don't make it as a butcher, I'll be an artist. If I don't make it as an artist, I'll be, you know, a mechanic. Uh, so as a healer and a teacher, that was not in my radar, but I was always interested in medicine. Anyways, my mom was a nurse and I used to read her nursing journals and was fascinated. And because like I said, I, I do like to draw and have an art background, you know, I love, would love to draw the blood cells and you know, those kinds of things. And um, so there was always an interest, but I did not think whatsoever. And uh, yeah, my chief first Qigong teacher was great. Uh, 
you know, taught me the foundations for which uh, I still practice today. Uh, but then my, uh, you know, I stopped competing for quite a while. I thought, you know, for sure that because doctors went from saying, well, Chris, you know, might not be able to walk into, well, Chris will walk again, uh, but he'll never train again. Then it was all, Chris will train, but he could never fight again. And then I, I did my last amateur Kung Fu match in kickboxing match at age 40. So I started fighting with Kung Lee's team. Yeah, uh, Kung Lee, uh, who's a mixed martial artist, UFC fighter, um, became movie actor. Um, I started training with his fight team, did a couple of amateur smokers with him just for fun. And um, and like and then, like I said, then I started fighting with Tai Chi because a lot of people don't know that Tai Chi is actually a form of martial arts. A lot of people say, okay, Chris, how are you supposed to fight with Tai Chi? Do you go, uh, tag your it, you know, and, uh, <clears throat> and um, but yeah, so. So yeah, so I uh, I did my last. I won my I won the grand championship uh, kung fu, and I said you know after I finished that, then you know I'll stop competing for what I did. It's still in the back of my it's still in my heart though. I still there's a piece of me that would still like to compete, you know. Uh, but yeah, so I, I definitely yeah martial arts is you know so I proved him wrong on everything, but uh, but yeah definitely martial arts is definitely the catalyst and those teachers and my sifu that I have today, my teacher, my tai chi teacher, uh, sifu Tony Wong. Like this is the real deal. This is not fake Tai Chi. This is not watered down Tai Chi. This is the original, original form of Tai Chi that first was developed. And then my acupuncture teacher, Esther Su, uh, was such a blessing being able to study with her because that's when Chinese medicine really started to make sense. And it was such an honor being able to study with her because, you know, she had been uh, published in the Smithsonian several times. She translated her teacher's teachings on uh, from Chinese into uh, English on uh, Confucianism. Like, I mean, this woman's knowledge is right. So anyways, yeah, always grateful for all those teachers. You found the best no matter where you went, right? And and now being the best, being you guys, you know, having your teacher training program and having that, I mean, how amazing. And And all of your teachers must be proud um, just from starting from the beginning and until now. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Now I can't, I can't not mention Parisa's uh, reaction when you said, I might want to compete again. (laughs) (laughs) Parisa, Parisa is, is, is with Chris today. And Parisa, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that, you know, there's a time, there's a natural cycle in life. And, you know, once we get to a certain age, you know, we're half a century here, then competing in the martial arts ring isn't necessarily the most effective and efficient use of our energy. That's beautifully said. Beautifully said. Way to go. (laughs) Um, if, If our mission is to really help empower people and to transform lives, through the practice of Qigong and Tai Chi mindfulness, then beating people up, although it can be a cycle, you know, actually like physically hurting other people just kind of seems contradictory. Got it. Yes. And Parisa, you know, with your background in, in Reiki and you're a healer as well, as well as a massage therapist, you know the toll that fighting and can take on the, on the physical body as well and speak to that. And for both of you speaking about energy, like you said, it's so important, especially with, with you guys, you have so much more work and people to inspire that, that energy pushing it forward. And um, I imagine would be really important. 
It is, yeah. And actually, just I know I'm a little bit biased because I'm Chris's wife, but of course, he's <laughs> an anomaly. Like the if you listen to that story and you can really like imagine what it's like to be a little kid just left on their own and then thrown in with drugs, sex, and rock and roll. Like imagine the '80s to its fullest with this little tiny human mm-hmm. and no parental guidance. And then in order to transform that and turn that around is like a true testament to like the soul and the human that Chris really is. 100%. And you know what I'm thinking about right now or just the amount of strength that Chris has, like to hear him talk about his story and that perseverance and that grit and that survival and then thriving with all of that. And then thriving and being the best of the best. Yeah, you know, and uh, right now I'm finishing up writing my second book on uh, how to fix back problems yourself. And that's all the way from the cervical spine all the way down to the lower lumbar. And um, but later on, after there's a few more books that I want to write after I finish the second book, um, there will be a life story. But, you know, what Priest is not telling you also is that this uh, the resistance uh, that we've had from family members, uh, you know, like court battle, like, like crazy things. And you think, wow, you know, we're doing all this good in the world. Why do we keep on getting challenged like this? Right. Uh, so, so I, I think I have to emphasize that because yes, there was that perseverance, but there's still perseverance because there's still, there's still this stuff. We, you know, a lot of people think, you know, they look at us and think that we just sit at home and eat vegetables and meditate all day. And um, uh, the reality is, is that no, there's a lot of jealousy. There's uh, a lot of uh, craziness that goes on. But one thing that I can say for both of us is because we've been practicing this stuff for so long, we have the tools to help to process it. So it's not like God or the universe said, okay, Chris, you, you know, all right, you now got the golden ticket. Now the rest of your life is going to be easy peasy and just going to float on clouds. Uh, no, we have the same. We're getting st- close to that. <laughs> yeah. we, have, we have the same strive as everybody else. So we still have to do the same practices as everybody else. But don't get me wrong. At the same time, though, uh, Priest and I live a very blessed life. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and people are blessed to be part of your Chi Club. I want to turn this to, you know, we know about the strengths that you gained from those experiences, both, you know, rehabilitating from drugs, then also the abuse of uh, and neglect during childhood, and then that drive and that determination to continue to push through, and that you continue to persevere through negativity and taking that on and being able to push through that. How in 2020, you know, now, how do you continue to use those strengths? How do you continue to evolve in those strengths now? Yeah, so, you know, we, we, we're teaching a weekly, besides seeing patients in clinic, we're teaching a weekly live classes. And, uh, and also, we, you know, we're clinical directors for California for the Special Olympics as well, too, uh, for a health program called Healthy Athletes, Strong Minds. Uh, thanks to our friend, uh, uh, Maria Shriver. Uh, I performed Qigong at the World Games in 2015. So we're doing all this stuff. And then we had this big uh, government contract with Santa Clara County. So, you know, go into the sheriff's department, you know, mayor's office, uh, uh, social services, trauma nurses. We'd give talks and stuff on disease prevention. But then we'd also teach weekly classes as well. Well, when, the, when this pandemic hit, 
you know, we, you know, we buckled down and we said, okay, well, how can, we already knew ahead of time, uh, because in Chinese medicine, the leading cause of death and disease is negative emotions and trauma. Mm. That's the leading cause of death. And ah. yes, poor diet and uh, lack of exercise will kill you too, but it's proven. And we see it in clinical practice where somebody is physically fit, but yet they're dying of carotid artery disease at age 40. Does not make sense, right? So emotional stress and trauma, and we saw it with this pandemic, we already knew because we work with the county government that we're going to have higher rates of addiction, um, alcohol abuse, uh, spousal abuse, child abuse, suicides, depression, right? So if it is affecting Santa Clara County like this, then how is it affecting the rest of the world? And so thanks to our friend, Eric, the trainer um, in Hollywood, he started uh, the, what was it? Morning Glory Live. Uh, Morning Glory Live. It's called something else. uh, Oh, okay. It's called something else before. What what did he call it before? I don't know. Okay. Uh, Okay. So anyway, so he had his, he would do a, a seven day challenge every week. Like, one week would be the golden pillow challenge where you had to be in bed by uh, seven o'clock or something, right? And uh, then he did the seven day cheat challenge. And you know, what's fun about Eric is he, he gets these celebrities and rock and roll stars like Phil Collins from Def Leppard would be on, you know, Mike Kroger from Nickelback would be on, right? And, um, uh, but we did the seven, seven day uh, cheat challenge and, and everybody loved it, loved it. And we did it for free. Yeah. Wow. You know, that's truly of you guys, you know, being of service. And I know Prisa, that is the, what you've taken on in your life is, is being of service. And that's where, what you bring and, and that brings you happiness as well, um, is being of service to others through the healing arts. And then also with you, Chris, I mean, you guys together, the way that you, you're giving back, especially in light of um, this pandemic and it really just shows your leadership and how in this time, how you just rolled up your sleeves and said, how can I shift chi? Where can I be of service during this really crazy time? How can I help? Exactly. And I, I think that the events that led up to the pandemic, at least on a personal level, is that Chris and I had been, quote unquote, doing the work. And by that, I mean maintaining a regular daily practice. Both Chris and I have that discipline and we commit ourselves to at least 15 to 60 minutes a day of some type of meditative and moving practice breath work that had prepared us so that once the pandemic had hit and we kind of had the inside scoop because like Chris had mentioned a few moments ago, we've been working with Santa Clara County for the past five years. And so we knew it was coming and we had prepared ourselves physically, mental, emotionally, so that when it hit and when the kids aren't going to school anymore and everyone's really afraid and like they think that they're gonna die the next day, we were ready to say, look, that's not actually what's going on. Let's all take a step back, take a deep breath. There is a solution, we can get resolution. The body, the immune system is prepared and strong, and we will get through this as a community, as individuals, and life will go on. Wow. Yeah, and I think you're, it's so true about immunity and building that immunity during this time. And while we are sheltering in place and, and following protocols, how important, you know, taking care of your emotional energy, which we, you know, all you know, all are talking about now and, and, and fear, all of that energy. And then 
for you guys to provide a vehicle to help people, you know, shift their energy and then simultaneously boost their immune system during this tough time. Because we all know stress is one of the number one, you know, factors in decreasing the immune system, right? Correct. Exactly. Correct. And I just think that it's so amazing that you guys are offering this and, and that you're doing this. And you do this, um, I see on Thursdays, your Chi Club meets from 8 to 8.30. Is that, is that the uh, right time? Monday through Thursday. Oh, so Monday I, through Thursday. Yeah, I'll teach on Monday and Wednesday. Chris teaches on Tuesday and Thursday from 8 a.m. to 8.30 Pacific time. And um, we have almost 200 members. Wow. Yeah, we're just like so delighted. And it's just such a joy to be there. And even when we can't, physically be in the same room together, seeing the little boxes on Zoom like gives us energy. It gives the other participants energy. It's like you can imagine us all moving in unison at the same moment in time. And this is like people from all around the world. So it's just, it's a lot of fun. And Yeah, and with this new platform of uh, being online, then, you know, like we just got another contract for the uh, hospitals for uh, trauma relief. For the first responders, right, that are that are you know seeing all this stuff at the hospitals, and so again, uh, you know, people don't realize that when you have anger and frustration and resentment, that actually attacks your liver, and when it attacks your liver, we see all kinds of problems from IBS, colitis, uh, Crohn's disease, uh, acid reflux, menstrual problems, depression is when anger turns inward. Um, you know, high cholesterol, so chronic artery disease. You know, so people don't realize that these different emotions that actually will attack different organs, sadness and grief and despair weakens your lungs. And, and when it weakens your lungs, well, your lungs are responsible, chiefly responsible for your immune system. So if your lungs get weak because you have all this despair, like I'm afraid to go outside because what is going to happen to me, then guess what? The lung chi gets weak and then we actually weaken the immune system. So, uh, so we're educating people that it's not just stress because conventionally in this country, uh, we've done a really poor job of uh, addressing mental health in this country. Uh, agreed. And um, and we see it with our vets coming back and uh, uh, that are not getting the help that they need and the suicide rates. And so we're here to say, you know what, there is there is tools and these tools are simple for anybody to do. And what it does, and they're thousands of years old. And so we say, well, you know, if it was fake, it would have it would have exposed its flaws a lot sooner, right? For it to be here still thousands of years later. Now there's different styles of Qigong. The style that we focus on is based on what we refer to as the five elements, which refers to the five major organs of the body and how these five major organs are affected by certain seasons, uh, certain foods, and different emotions that um, actually will so for example, right now people are in fear mode. Well, that weakens your kidney network. And your kidneys are responsible for how long your life will be. I mean, unless you got hit by a car or something. But like your overall, it's like your battery, right? It yeah. controls your reproductive system, your brain, uh, your your all the glands in your body, your bones. It's a basis for blood and sweat and fluids. And it's a basis for the heat of your body. So it uh, works with the urinary bladder, connects to the ears, you know. So if, if we have all this fear, then guess what? We're depleting that battery. And, and then if we're depleting that battery, this natural depletant battery of life, then what happens is, is that we open ourselves up for a whole slew of diseases and uh, chronic inflammation. Wow. So, so much there. And I want to bring back, you know, what you were talking about, the mental health and how in our, our country we haven't done well with that. And 
I, I couldn't agree more uh, on that, Chris. Um, as a therapist, I, you know, I was a licensed clinical professional counselor for about a decade. I practiced, and truth be told, I work with crisis intervention. I, you know, could I worked in community mental health, and what I noticed was that we really just had inadequate services. But in doing that and and recognizing that, that we just did not have the manpower, we did not have the resources to help people uh, with mental health and uh, addiction and other things. You know, what I noticed that there was a lot of us, a lot of therapists who were there on the front lines working with mental health in really tough areas, that we, we got burned out. And so not only are we seeing not dealing with the actual problem of mental health in our country. But then also, what about those who are providing the services and, yes. and taxing them to the point that they can no longer do it? Yeah. Yeah. Compassion. Yeah. It's called compassion, compassion fatigue. fatigue. Compassion fatigue. Well, I had that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got that bad. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And, and so we have a, uh, because we're trying to empower more people is, you know, in Chinese medicine, the whole idea of Chinese medicine is that you become your own superior doctor. And what does that mean? Is that you become so aware of your body that internally, that before a disease sets in, you're able to uh, sense it and do something about it, whether it's a Qigong practice, herbal remedies, uh, acupuncture, whatever. And, um, and so when, we, when we're really looking at, well, how can we empower society? It's giving them their strength back. And so we also have a Qigong teacher training course. Now, not all people want to go out there and teach for us um, or go out and start their own businesses teaching uh, as teachers, but most people that take the course want to dive deeper in themselves. Start really going through those layers of, of accumulated trauma and stress. And like, you know, in your career that, that you're talking about, there is an accumulation of trauma and stress. And what's interesting is in my clinical practice, one of the ways that I diagnose is that I can read a person's face. Every line, every feature on your face tells me a story of not only your personality, tells me how you think, but also tells me what kind of uh, emotional traumas that you've been through and also what potential diseases may be lurking that you're not aware of. Wow. And so when I see somebody in clinic, for example, and I see a certain line or whatever of past regrets um, or whatnot, and they say, oh, well, I dealt with that years ago. Well, like I tell them, if I still see the line, it means it's still there somewhere in the tissues lurking. So, so anyway, so it's like, how can we empower people? So the Cheat Club is one way that we're doing it uh, with the Special Olympic athletes and the coaches and the families. Unfortunately, this pandemic, you know, we did a video, tried to put it out there to the Special Olympic community. And um, um, so we're trying to, you know, really help to still empower, even though we can't be there in person. But also, like I said, this Qigong teacher training course is really for people that, because we call it the, we say it's one of the most comprehensive courses out there because when we're teaching, when I'm teaching, I don't want you just to practice the Qigong because it feels good. I want you to understand each movement, why you're doing it, and what it is doing medicinally inside the body. Yes, yes, that's so great. And it really is about caring for ourselves so that we can better care for others. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So good. I would love to hear, you know, you picked such a great song, Tears for Fears, Shout. I would love to hear a little bit about how you felt it resonated with your story then and now. How do you feel, how do you feel that song resonates with you guys? 
Wow. <laughs> There's a few ways. There's a few ways, yeah. Okay. Well, you want to go first? Okay, the okay. first one yes. is um, a few months ago, we released a video on gout. You know, gout is like a painful... Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah. Oh, but for our audience, it might be great to know, uh, explain yeah, what gout yeah. is. And so we were joking because we plugged that song yes. in that video, well, in, that new, in that blog post. Yes, because when I was... Instead I was, of shout. Was, gout. 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 Let it all out. <laughs> but then looking into that song, that song was actually developed through a therapeutic process where the band members like spent time and shouted and like expressed how they were really feeling deep down and inside when you look at the lyrics that's what the song is actually talking about yeah and so uh, so the you know the way that it shows up now is like i said we still have our our own internal demons that we still have to process through, right? And during the pandemic and during all this crazy violence and that's going on all over the country. Um, but it's, so it's still standing up for what is correct. And one of the big things that I, that I on the Cheek Club that I talk about is that you have to stand in your truth. You have to stand in your truth and you have to speak your truth because if you don't do that, that shows up as disease. And that song shout, I'll give you an example, because also I do a five element coaching with certain clients uh, through Zoom. And uh, it's on the five major healths of the body, uh, you know, which is your spiritual or your mental, emotional health, your physical health, your relationship health, your financial health. And then your spiritual health is actually your life purpose or your career. So most people don't know that. Anyways, like for example, one of my clients over the last couple of weeks, He's so agitated at uh, who's in office right now that is actually creating chronic pain in his body. So one of his learning opportunities was was that I wanted him to write a letter to the president, and uh, you know, and and just let it all out, shout it, it out, shout it out. So so he, he, you know, he played it safe. He came back, you know, he had to read it to me, right? And he had to read it to me, and uh, it is very safe. I said, no, I want to hear the grit. I want the grit. I want. What you, when you hear or see something on the news that really just agitates you, makes you angry, I want to hear those swear words. I want to hear all that stuff. I don't want to hear you playing it safe or, or whatnot. I want you to get in there and get it out. And so still today, that song resonates because we need to get this out. And right. you know, and what's, what's interesting is, is that through him reading the first draft, I ended up with at least seven questions that mirrored the very person that he was angry at. Wow. And so I flipped it on him. So question number one was, uh, where has your weak ego shown up in the world? Right? Question number two, where have you been a bully somewhere in your life? Right? And so he was really angry with me at first. And he says, I don't like being compared to the man. And I said, I'm not comparing. <laughs> not comparing. What I'm doing is, is that I'm showing you the reflection. Mm -hmm. And you know what it did? It actually did something very powerful was... Um, he finally actually let it go. He let it go. So he let go of all that animosity and, and such. And Because like I told him, even if you're just sitting at home uh, and uh, uh, social distancing and stuff like that, and if you're having these thoughts, these thoughts are vibrations. And these vibrations radiate outward. And they interconnect with people of the same vibration. So if you're having hateful, spiteful thoughts, guess what? You're further a co-contributor on a vibrational level to the whole situation. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so good. I love how you did that. Cause it really was 
you know, taking that and turning it and, and making that shift for that client so that they can show up in the world, a better leader, a better person and incredible. And you know what I was thinking about, like in the lyric of the song and and you guys are talking about, you know, shout, shout, let it all out. These are the things we can do without. You know what I'm thinking about is that, you know, through this pandemic, I'm so much more clear because I've had time to reflect and really be with myself and really do the work, you know, really do the work during this time, really challenge myself. And, and what I know is that the life that I was leading in February will, I will never go back Mm. to some of those things. I will say no to, you know, overscheduling myself to the point where I am not take even seeing or acknowledging my needs, right? Doing the same with my children. You've got guys have four children and, you know, I have two and I overscheduled them. I, I had them on that same hamster wheel, that same go all in all the time. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you know, I, so I think that's the, the key is that, you know, we have struggles and we have, uh, these life challenges, and we have to suffer in order to develop, right? We have to go through it, right? In Chinese philosophy, they call it eating bitter or uh, drinking pig's bile. Like, there's nothing pleasant whatsoever about drinking pig's bile, but... <laughs> but Are you saying there's some health benefits to it? Like, no. Well, what it's talking about is pushing pushing the envelope to, to have a breakthrough, to have some kind of breakthrough, and... And, you know, a lot of people say, you know, they'll shy back. It's like, I don't want to suffer. I, you know, I don't want to suffer. I don't want my kids to suffer. But, you know, then you, you, well, you end up developing, because I was a single father of two kids for quite a while. And, um, and in fact, when I first started Morning Crane Healing Arts Center in San Jose, I was a single father of two kids. I was a butcher, a meat manager at the same time. And uh, it's like, how am I going to go from uh, managing these knuckleheads, cutting up dead cows all day and single father to healing people, right? Like there's... So to be able to to go through the struggle, we have to go through the struggle. And through these struggles, like like building a morning crane, like there's a lot of fear involved. Like when I finally retired from being a butcher after 21 years, I let go of a secure paycheck. I let go of 100% medical coverage, orthodontic coverage. I mean, I let go of all that stuff. But you know what? The universe always provides and um, it always shows up. And... Uh, and I think though that the suffering that people go through, embrace it, don't resist it, embrace it because you know when you get through the other side, obviously try not to create suffering for yourself, obviously, but, but uh, if you are in it, embrace it uh, because once you get through it, you actually will become more enlightened and more awake, right? And depending on what the situation is, I believe that when you go through it, then you are to share it with somebody because you are not to take it to your grave with you without sharing that experience because you could enlighten somebody else. Well, and that is exactly my podcast uh, because I, I want it to be a vehicle for people to share your story like you, Chris, and you, Parisa. And because people need to hear this, people want, need to grow. And, and you know the power of story when people hear story and then why it's been huge, you know, for, since the beginning of time, right? Is that when people hear story, they're able to put themselves in, in the shoes and get the lessons 
And even to the point that the brain shifts, you can actually receive the lessons that those people who are telling the story have gone through. And then you put music on top of it, especially the 80s. And I feel like, you know... I think you're on to something. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so, guys. I do love it. Um, I do love it. And I, and I love my favorite part is the prep work. We're getting to read stories and getting to listen. Like I listened to Shout a couple times this morning oh. just to like really get, and I'm like, Good. I mean, what's not so, what's not so fantastic about that, right? Um, oh. So, yeah, so cool. And I just love what you guys are doing. And I think that um, one thing I want to bring up um, that you guys mentioned was about experiencing uh, n- that knowledge of, of how you've experienced something and how you grow from it. And I think in parenting, and you guys can, can definitely speak to this with four kids, with parenting, you know, the mama bear in me wants to protect my children from everything, right? And yet... I have experienced a lot of things throughout my life that has made me who I am today. And the only way that I've become who I am is because I had to live in those situations, you know, and in those instances and grow from them. And I think sometimes we do a disservice to our kids in raising children when we do you know, try to protect them or blame something or try to fix things or meddle too much. Sometimes they have to just, we can be there to support them, but they have to do the steps and to get through a certain painful experience. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there's something called tolerance for challenge. And when we coddle the kids too much, it reduces their tolerance for challenge. So then when they're out there in the real world and some something comes at them that's not pleasant, then their ability to handle that challenge gets diminished. So you're absolutely right, is that the kids have to be able to... Our job as parents ultimately is to launch the kids into healthy adulthood. Yes. And so our instinct, you know, naturally you want to coddle and covet and protect, but in the long term, then that doesn't produce the healthy, self-sustaining adult that then creates the healthy, sustaining society. And that could be why when we look around, we might see that the fabric of society seems to be crumbling, crumbling. but there is hope. hope. So there's hope. And it starts at home. It literally starts at home. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and Eckhart Tolle really says this best. And he says, you know, just because you were the child doesn't mean you own the child. Um, they are here to have their own life experience. So, uh, yeah, so up to a certain age, especially, you know, we have to guide and mold. But after a certain age, then, you know, whatever values that they haven't sunk in, the chances of them absorbing it, you know, are going to be probably very slim. And I think one of the biggest lessons that um, I've had to learn as a father is letting go, just mm. letting go. And that's been the hardest one to swallow because when you say to let go, you say, well, does it mean that I don't care? It just, no, it means that you do care. You just recognize the situation for what it is. And instead of trying to control the outcome, we're always trying to control the outcome, which also shows up as disease in the body. So instead of trying to control the outcome, letting go has been, I think, my biggest message that uh, God, the universe, the Tao, whatever you want to call it, has been trying to send me. Um, and so I recommend also as during this challenging time with kids at home doing uh, school school work at home and stuff like that is also too is l- learning how to let go. 
Beautiful. Yeah. And well said. You know what? I just had this image as you were talking about like my son, George, my older one, he's 15. He and I would go running together. So he was, he's always my buddy, you know, the one where I was like, let's go out for a run. And I would be ahead of him, right? And he would be behind me and I would kind of push him, you know, to come with me and follow me, right? Now, when we go running, he's far ahead of me and, <laughs> and I'm watching him go. And I yeah. think that that image of him watching him go, but being behind him to support him is key. Like from, from me leading him mm-hmm. to now and him following me to now me stepping back, letting him lead and I'll fall back to support him. Correct. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. And that's, you know, like our oldest daughter, um, you know, she's uh, 26 and uh, she started wrestling in seventh grade, started wrestling boys and got her butt served her (laughs) seventh and eighth grade, lost every match. Finally, ninth grade during freestyle season, uh, she pinned her first guy. And after that, she started beating all the boys and uh, went to Missouri on a wrestling scholarship. And, uh, you know, and uh, some of my family members back then, even some of the wrestling coaches back then were saying, you know, we don't like women wrestlers. And some of my family members would say to me, you know, Chris, how can you let her wrestle boys? You know, whether they feel her up or grab her. I said, you know what? Things are happening so fast out there. I guarantee you she will cross face them, drive them into the mat, and they'll think twice about doing that stuff again. Right. So it's really empowering. You know, And, and uh, our youngest daughter is 14. And, you know, like I'm having her like we just got a new Jeep. It's going to become her Jeep. It's a project Jeep. So like we're going to put a two inch lift in it and teaching her how to do it changing uh, the, the lights, the LED headlights, changing, you know, uh, she wanted shelves in a room, um, taught her how to level, find the studs. Because like I told her, I said, my mission for you is that you're so independent that, you know, I don't maybe hear from you for six months or a year. Next thing you know, I get a, a postcard from you that says, you know what, I'm in Paris, chilling, loving life, love you. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And it is, it's like having them be part of, you know, teaching them and having them being part of the experience and, and not doing it for them. I think that's a great, that's a, a really great point you bring up. Yeah. And one thing Guys, I want to just, yeah, go ahead. Real quick. Um, I just want to say a sure. shout out to, uh, to Parisa and to my lovely wife. Because, yes. Oh my God. In 2010, when we met, um, oh my God, by 2011, chaos hit the fan. Chaos, complete chaos. Like you would not even believe chaos. And and she stuck through and has really has helped to really support and also to help to bring like the cheap club, like her, like she did all the communications between you and Leslie and stuff like that, you know, to make this happen, right? So she's always on the computer, even late at night, we're like, all right, get off the computer. Let's watch Dancing with the Stars. You know, she's like, what, <laughs> one more email. And, uh, you know, so besides teaching classes, you know, she's also a lot of what's running the machine too, so. You can see things and and say them and, and put a bow on top of it. It's incredible. Uh, so I can see the work that is behind the scenes and then also your messaging and how you really walk the walk and you are a true healer. So the cool thing about Monchi. Yes. Talk about Monchichi. So Monchichi, if you if you look at his little bit. He's act- holding a Monchichi, you guys. Yes, you don't see he's wearing a mullet and he's holding <laughs> a Monchichi right now. <laughs> it actually says C-H-I-C. So I'm like, oh my God, Monchichi has to be on the Chi Club. So because the way that I sing the song is like this. So 
It goes like this. Manchichi, manchichi, all the soft and cuddly. You could take them in the bath. You could squeeze them in the ass. La, la, la. La, la, la. La, la, la. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So good. I, I remember. I think it's um the actual one is. Munchichi, munchichi, oh so soft and cuddly. Put your thumb in your mouth, it's really neat. Love to wiggle the little feet. La 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 la. <laughs> you got it. Ding 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 ding. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I think no. you would like that little plug for them. They should sponsor the they show. They should sponsor the show. The cheap plug. Yeah, well, can we bring the munchichi back, folks? Uh, munchichi needs to come back and bring chi to oh. our world. Cheap, more cheap, more cheap, more cheap, more cheap, more cheap. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. I love it. Okay, Parisa, what was your favorite? Okay, if we were in your closet in the 80s. A little tight back then. <laughs> She's like, a <laughs> You were just a baby. Okay, so what are your, Parisa, what are your favorite 80s trends? Well, I said scrunchies. Yes. And I said tapered jeans. Remember how you used to peg your pants? Yes. Those are my two. Yes. Yes. Scrunchies need to come back. They're great for the hair. You know, you don't get the split ends and all of that. They are great. Good news. They're back. You know know what else I used to love is uh, parachute pants and members (laughs) only. Absolutely. The parachute pants. To break pants, you have to, or to rest. Like I used to skate, I used to go skating every Friday and Saturday, and I used to be the amazing Rexer. I finally had to show my Rexing skills here about two months ago. We went, or before the pandemic hit, actually. It's amazing. Yes, love it, love it. You guys were, you know, it's just so amazing to to be here with you guys today. And I love to give our audiences a little bit of an action item. And you know, given that we're close to Thanksgiving, can you think of from Qigong and from your Chinese medicine, what would be a great action item for our audience to do? Yeah, I would do because, you know, family tends to cause a lot of drama for us, especially around the holidays, all this expectation. So the healing sound for the heart is ha. And, um, and, and how you do this practice is you just imagine a pink cloud filling up into the chest, into the heart. So that's the thing about Qigong is that it's meant to give you action items to deal with the emotional stress of day-to-day stuff, but also the old stuff as well, too. And that healing sound, I'd say, is probably one of the most, it seems silly, and it is one of the most powerful practices that you could possibly do, because you take it, you do it anywhere. And really, like I said, instead of you suppressing, you get rid of it. So the difference between this and conventional therapy is, is that yes, we want to, you to pick off the scab. We want you to revisit those traumas, but then you do these healing sounds for the specific organs or the movements for those specific organs. And then you fix the wound underneath, you fix the vibration underneath. So I say that's the biggest one. Beautiful. Yeah, that's great. That breath work and that, and that healing sound. Yes, and it has to be ha, like laughing, because did you know that uh, the negative emotion of the heart is too short? You could actually die of a heart attack from laughing too hard. And um, that's why if you ever have a laughing attack at something, what's the first thing yeah. you and everybody else does? You go, ah, right? Because your heart's trying to regain yeah. balance. Or if you lost a loved one or you had a breakup or something, dog had to be put to sleep, what happens? The person will sigh a lot or, or they will yawn a lot. And in some cases, people will get chronic cases of hiccups. Oh, wow. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. 
Uh, one more practice really quick. Can you hold this? Mm -hmm. Sure. This is my favorite one. Okay, so it's like the Taylor Swift song, uh, Shake It Off, because we are the only mammal or animal on land that does not shake it off when something happens to us. Now think about it. If your dog is happy to see you, that dog will shake from head to toe. If that dog is angry at you, that dog will shake. Two ducks get into a fight. The fight lasts a few seconds. They swim away. The first thing they do is they flap their wings. Why? Because they're conscious enough to know that they feel this vibration inside their body. Like if they held on to it like us humans and they swim around the pond and they say, I'm waiting for Bob to come around so I can pop him in the beak. And <clears throat> But they don't. They let it go, right? So this is the practice. And you have to relax to do this. So you're going to inhale all the way up. You're going to shake and all the way down. So inhaling all the way up. Just really let it go. Let, let it all out. And inhaling. So you may have to do this several times. So, so the next time your significant other upsets you, I want to recommend doing the shaking off in front of them. I go to another room. But right. if, you upset, if you get upset at something, instead of you holding on to it, which creates disease and inflammation, seriously, shake it off. And you may have to shake it off throughout the day, like every time it come, creates a thought in your mind. It's one thing if it creates a thought, but if it creates a thought plus a, a response from the body, then you need to shake it off. Beautiful. Love it, you guys. You know, shake it off. Breathe. This is your time right now to take care of yourself. Self-care is everything. Please check out the Chi Club Monday through Thursday, 8 a.m. to 8.30. How else can they get a hold of you guys via social media, your website, etc.? Um, the website is sheltonqigong.com. Qigong is with a Q-I-G-O-N-G. And all the social media at Chris Shelton Qigong. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Check out our YouTube channel. We have tons of great content to help boost your energy, give you health tips, and yeah. just be the best person you can be. Yeah, so besides the 30 days of Qigong on there, each week we release a video on some health-related topic. So what is the ideology, looking at it from emotional, environmental, uh, dietary, and how to fix it yourself. We want, again, it's really about empowering people of how to fix this stuff yourself. And so like today's video, today's, uh, uh, when we actually first shot this, um, we, uh, we released a video on how to build your immune system for autumn time. And, wow. Uh, so like Perfect. what herbal formulas can you do? Single herbs, what foods can you eat? What Qigong practices can you do? Yeah, so it's really about empowering. You know, we understand how the body functions according to science, but in Chinese medicine, these internal organs have a much, much, much greater functionality. Like I was talking about the kidneys. We know in Western medicine that the kidneys are responsible for secretion and excretion, yes, but they have such a much greater functionality. And if you understand this and how your emotional state will affect these organs, then it's like, oh, okay, I understand what's going on. I understand why I have that eye twitch right now. I understand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wow, that's so great. So much information. I really can't wait to check it all out myself. And I just want to thank you guys so much for being here today. That was so fun. Thank so much fun. So thank much. you so much. Here, I think I need a haircut. Can you go? No, you can't see it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We want to hear from you. First of all, tell us how these totally rad stories have inspired you. If you have a story with an 80 song inspiration, we want to hear it. You think this podcast is like totally tubular? Well, we would love your review. 
Stay connected with us on Podopolo and download the app today. Visit me at www.patriciafreiberg.com. Thank you, and we look forward to a double boost of inspiration next Motivational Music Monday.